Welcome to the podcast, Let the Prophet Speak. Today we continue our study of chapter 8 of the first book of Kings, that is Melachim Aleph, Parak Ches. We are, this is our second podcast devoted to this chapter. We are starting from verse 22. <laughs> we left it off in the middle of Shlomo's speech before the people at the inauguration of the new temple that had, whose building has just been complete. So, Verse 22, Solomon stood before the altar of God, neged kol kahal Yisrael, opposite the entire congregation of Israel. <coughs> and he spread his hands towards the sky in such a way as if to project his, his words over all the peoples, similar to the way priests uh, give a blessing uh, uh, at the blessings of the priest to this day Vayomar, and he said as follows and he's going to start now and I'm about to read verse 23 with the crucial statement of, of the essence of the relationship between God and, and his people um, and how this differs from any other uh, type of relationship uh, a polytheistic relationship or a relationship of of, of, sacri- uh, of tit for tat but rather this is a relationship that's based on on our behavior towards God in other words God fulfills his promises to those who walk in his ways and let's read Shlomo's words instead of mine Adonai Elohei Yisrael God the Lord of Israel Ein kamocha Elohim there is no one like you among right uh, 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 God in other words, there are no other... You can't compare. You're, this, you're different. This is a new concept. This is the beginning of something completely new. In the heavens above, in other words, there's no... People used to worship stars, the sun, the moon, etc. <coughs> there's nothing up there. And on the land to here, the, the people would worship the sea, the rivers, the mountains. There's nothing like you. You're different. You're of a different category. The, the land below. You, what makes you different? Because Shomer said, you're trustworthy. You keep your covenant, and your 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 kindness, la <coughs> to your servants, those who walk before you, wholeheartedly, completely, devotedly. So, in other words, if you live the, a wholehearted, complete life with God, God will keep His promises with you. That makes this God completely different than anything else on the earth. Look at any other um, religious practice Shlomo is telling the people around you. This one is different. In this case, what God demands from you is with your entire heart. And how do we see this? Because you have kept your promises to David, my father, your servant, that which you told him. And, and you spoke with your mouth, you made him a promise that his son will stand up after him and build this house. And with your hands, you made it happen. So here Solomon is humbly giving credit to this building, for this building to God, and not taking the credit to himself. He's not announcing this is the house that I built with my power, but it is God's power that built this house. Now, um, this is also there's a obvious theme underlying here, and that is the idea that that um, 
that David has been forgiven of his sins. David is being called someone, and certainly among the people there are those who are thinking, well, David wasn't so great. But Shlomo is saying that David was still someone who walked wholeheartedly with God, and you know um, that's an important observation, something to remember. And now, God, the Lord of Israel, um, guard, in other words, and keep and preserve the the keep the promise that you made to David, my father, as you said as follows. That what was that promise that there will never be cut off from you, right? Uh, a a a descendant sitting on the throne of Israel. Now, in other words, you keep that promise. But the promise is still dependent on what? <coughs> Only if your descendants, meaning your descendants, David, um, keep th- their way and they walk before me. In other words, if they aren't corrupt, if they lead properly, the same way you, David, walked before me, if they walk before me like you did, humbly, a person who is willing to admit his mistakes atone for his mistakes <coughs> and stay steadfast with God if your children follow in that line then I promise that and, and Solomon is asking keep that promise and now <coughs> Lord of Israel make your words true those words that you spoke to David my father <coughs> so the first thing that Shlomo does here in his prayer is he talks about the monarchy himself and those to follow him, obviously Shlomo has in mind, right? And here Solomon is making a very important theological statement. Because, and we're standing here in this house, Solomon wants to remind the people, for does God really live on, in this world? Let's, let's get ourselves straight in here. This isn't a house where God lives, like he's a guy that happens to live in the back room here. The heavens and the heavens above the heavens are not enough to, to contain you, to keep you within it. Certainly this little house that I just built over here is not enough to contain you. Solomon is reminding the people that this house is a representation of a place to come and contemplate the nature of our relationship with God, to pray, to, to repent, to be inspired. But this is not an actual representation. God, Shlomo wants to remind us that that cloud that descended, that's not God. God is something that cannot be contained by anything in this world. Remember, this is a very strong theological statement at a time, in a polytheistic time, when gods had, had bodies, gods walked in the earth, gods had, had all sorts of characteristics and qualities. Shlomo is making a very important theological statement here and reminding the people that this house isn't God. God is forever no matter what. Right? But the, this house is just a place where, where he is residing, so to speak, where we can feel his presence, we can try to come close to him. But this isn't actually where he is. He's beyond even what the entire universe can contain. And therefore, he continues in verse 28, Please, God, turn towards the, the prayer of your servant, in other words, myself, and his supplications. <coughs> the Lord, my God. This is Shlomo asking God to listen to his own prayer. This phrase should be <laughs> familiar to anyone 
praying um, in the synagogue during the high holiday season, high holiday season, Lishmah, that God please to listen to the song and the prayer. Rina is 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 uh, usually translated as song, and generally this refers to the chanting and singing that goes takes place in communal prayer. Asher that your servant is praying before you today. May your eyes always be open to uh, seeing. In other words, always be watching what is happening in this house <coughs> day and night. Towards this place that you said, Yesh Misham, that my name should be there. <coughs> that you should always listen. So God, you should see it. You should see it and know what's going on there. I know about it. Seeing meaning know our behavior, know how the people are acting, what they're doing, and also listen to what it is that they're asking for, what it is that their needs are. I show you that your servant, the mashmaut of this word, the meaning of this word is your servant, meaning whoever walks in to this place to pray. And you should hear to the, the supplications of your servant and your nation Israel. That they will direct their prayers towards this place. In other words, even when they're not in this place, they'll direct the prayers towards this place, as is the custom to this day, to, um, uh, to literally face our synagogues towards the, the place of the temple and um, to have that in mind when we pray. And you, Tishma El Makom Shemayim, and again, Shlomo reminds you, us that God isn't actually there. You will hear from your place up in heaven, right? And, and remember, Shlomo just told us before that even heaven isn't God's place, but it's just heaven meaning above and beyond this physical location. Vishamatan, you will hear, Vishalachta, and you will give uh, um, um, forgiveness. What kind of things would you give forgiveness for? That which people sin to each other. So, and one person curses another. And and he comes to this house with this with this with this curse with this enmity between man and another man, um, and that this should be a place where people can bring about peace between men. And you will hear from the heavens. And you will. Um, and you will do what you what you need to do to judge your servants to to incriminate the guilty to bring a punishment upon him and to um, and to uh, uh, vindicate the righteous to reward him for his righteousness. So this is generally assumed to be a reference to the fact that this house is the place the seat of the court, of the Sanhedrin, of the great Sanhedrin, the great court, whose job it was to do these things. So this is a place for people to seek justice, to seek justice uh, between uh, one, one person and another. Right? Should, um, and also, another purpose of this house, if your nation, Israel, will be struck by an enemy that um, and the reason why they're being struck against an enemy is because they're sinning to you. In other words, they're not being good. They're not acting the way they should. So you punish them by sending an enemy. Then they will return to you. They'll give thanks to your name. This place will be a place for them to gather, to pray, to supplicate, to, to, uh, to return their ways, to mend their ways, to give thanks to you. 
and then then you will hear from heaven and you will forgive to the sins of your people Israel <coughs> and you will resettle them on the land that you gave them to the land because the land is being threatened at this point to be taken away <coughs> this is a place for them to get together and pray remember he emphasizes he didn't say a word about sacrifices here <coughs> which is echoed in the words of the prophets as we go on down that the point here is to to have to shavu to return to repent to be humble to regret to give thanks to to pray uh, and so on or when other things happen like if the heavens close up and there's no rain again because they sin to you again they will pray in this place they will give thanks to you and key thing they will give up they will leave their sinful ways when you uh, and then you shall answer them and you um, will hear in heaven and you will forgive to the sins of your people of your servant <coughs> and your nation Israel because you have um, taught them Torem from the language of Torah right? because you have taught them the proper path that they should go upon again the emphasis here is that um, is that uh, the role of, of God, the role of, of the Torah, the role of the temple is a place where we rededicated ourselves, rededicate ourselves to acting in the proper way. Then, you will give rain upon the land that you have given your nation as an inheritance. The, um, again, it is dependent upon the people's action. Or, if there is hunger in the land, if there's some kind of you know blight or or a, or a pestilence you know the the um uh where the um crops are being eaten by bugs or arbe chasil or locusts or other kinds of bugs that eat the crops or if an enemy is, is besieging one of the cities or any plague or any disease any prayer or any supplication that any person has among your people Israel because each person knows and now he's turning towards personal things every person knows every person knows what afflicts his heart he can turn his his hands and spread his palms out and pray towards and focus towards this house so in other words, take your eyes away from and your longing away from the idols, from all those other other things, and face towards here and realize that the proper path and the way to get out of your troubles is by acting properly. And then, and you will hear uh, from heaven, the place where you live, and you will forgive you, and you will do and you will act justly towards each person by giving him according to his ways because you know his heart Shlomo says you know what's going on inside and you know better than anyone how to treat him <coughs> this is that theological idea that God knows what's in the hearts of man God understands Said, and in order and what the result of this will be that the people will then 
be in awe of you for all the days that they are alive on this land, this land that you have given to our forefathers. And then Shlomo says something very important. I've been talking now all this time about, about the... Um, about the people of Israel, but this temple is not just for the people of Israel. And also to the foreigners, who are not from the nation Israel. And he comes from a faraway land in order to develop a relationship with you because he had heard your name, because he heard your great name, and your great mighty arm, and your outstretched arm. And he comes to pray in this house. Again, such a person, you should hear in heaven, in your holy abode, in your heavenly uh, place of residence, and you should do, however this, the foreigner, the, any person from the world calls out to you and prays. Prayer is not, and this Beit HaMikdash is not just for the people of Israel. So that in order that the, all the nations of the world will know at Shemecha your name. This is a very important point here. That the purpose of this is in order to bring all the nations of the world to know your name. That they should all fear you just like your nation Israel. <coughs> this, is, this, this has very echoes of Isaiah here. And that universalist notion that all nations will become like the nation of Israel under the wings of God, and to know that it is your name, God, who has called over this house that I, Shlomo, have built. This ends verse 43. I'm going to stop here, and we will complete in the third part of, of, of this, the chapter 8. Thank you so much for studying so far um, the Book of Kings together with me. Looking forward to finishing this beautiful chapter and, of course, the rest of the Book of Kings together. Have a wonderful day.